Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is in for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Well, Roosters fans, after our boys got unceremoniously kicked off the SCG so the Wallabies and the Poms could go head-to-head, our boys took the trip up the M1 to their second home, Blue Tongue Stadium, up on the Central Coast. Smarting after four consecutive defeats, it was time our boys showed what they were made of, and that they certainly did. A convincing 54-26 result had our boys cock of the hoop. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Roosters Radio. Joining me in the studio, of course, is none other than Patty the producer. Hello, Pat. Silk, how are you, mate? I'm really good. And up there in the Isabel Kelly studios on the Central Coast, the one and only Bells. G'day, Bells. Hey, Silk. How Pat? How you going, boys? We're doing really well. Listen, action-packed show this week. There's been a lot said uh, post-State of Origin about pride in the jersey and, of course, our very own Victor Radley pledging his allegiance to his native fatherland, Great Britain. We're actually going to talk to him tonight on this week's show, which I'm really looking forward to. But, guys, a great result. You know, we we started well, up 12-0, and, uh, you know, they came back, the Dragons, with some some soft defence, I've got to say. But it was 14-12 at halftime, but then uh, the floods gate opened and, and our team ran riot. Your thoughts? Yeah, what an afternoon it was there at Blue Tongue Stadium. About 15,500 people in the crowd. It was packed. So it was an awesome atmosphere out there. Beautiful sunny afternoon. Even the you know, someone driving past got involved and kicked the ball back into field. Like it, it happens up here, you know, we're all hands on. But um, it was a great game of football. Or it did get a little hairy there at halftime. We went in 14, 12 down, and, uh, but a great second half from the boys. We actually scored 34 points in 27 minutes in the second half. So it was a really good second half. And, um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of chat about Manu. What a game he had. He was phenomenal, wasn't he? Unbelievable. There were plenty of good performances. Look, it's also the biggest score we've posted this year, so that was uh, a credit to the side. Um, and as you rightfully said, Bell's plenty of points in that second half. Paddy, how'd you say it? Yeah, you're right, Silk. A massive score, 54 points. Got to raise the bat, which is nice. Great start, I thought, was good. I mean, we've been pretty slow out the blocks in the early rounds of the year, but we came out firing. And then, of course, as if Ben Hunt didn't torture us enough for Queensland, <laughs> he, he comes back and scores a try and kicks a 40-20 and brings it back. But the second half was strong. Bells, Manu was just unbelievable. And I'm going to point the question to you both. Do you consider keeping him in the halves? Nah, nah. I mean, look, Kiri's back this week. I think I saw an interesting quote where he was asked what position he thinks he plays best. Is it the one which he played so well for uh, for New Zealand? Is it the centre role which he's done so well for us over a number of years or, or the six? And 
I think he's happy to play wherever he's, he's that good. Listen, I'll go as far as to say, I reckon he's a big chance to get in the golden boot for uh, the best player uh, of the year across all countries. So, you know, with a World Cup later this year, I'll be interested to see how he plays for uh, New Zealand. But, yeah, that's my tip. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Silky. He um, Manu is versatile. He can play any role where, you know, Kiri can't. So even from that centre position, he can float. He can go over to the other side of the field. He can go up the middle. He can pick and choose when he wants to leave that centre position and, and you know, wave his wand and do his magic. So I think it's just fantastic that we're going to have them all on the park on Friday night against the Knights. Well, we won't have all of them. Obviously, a couple of injuries uh, there over the weekend. Looks at Tilly and Billy Smith both doing ACLs. And, of course, Siwa, uh, I think he's broken his cheekbone. So yeah. he'll be out for a few weeks. But, like, poor old Billy Smith. That's his third ACL. I know he's had, he's had two uh, Linz Franks injuries. He's had a, a shoulder injury as well. Um, like, just so sorry for the young bloke, Paddy. You, you know him. Yeah, he just can't catch a break. It's pretty unfortunate. I mean, he's you can see how hard he works to come back from all those injuries at such a young age. I mean, he's only 20, 22, 23. So to have that many injuries, I mean, some people don't get that across their whole career, let alone in your first five years. But I think he'll bounce back. I mean, he put out an Instagram post saying the Roosters have done everything to him and to help him, and he's he's willing to return the favour, and he wants to return that favour. So I think Roosters will put the faith in him. I just want to mention our origin stars. I thought Tedesco and Crichton really stood up also. Yep. And I'm pretty confident in the depth in the club. So, obviously, it is unfortunate Satili was playing out of his skin this year as well. But then our guest last week, Nat Butcher, just slots straight in there. So, yeah. really happy with the, with the depth we've got. Well, look, you might see Egan play that kind of role as well, that hard-running straight line. You know, Egan's got that offload. Obviously, Nat and Egan are different type of players. Fletcher Bakers as well, kind of big bodies that run, run those lines. Uh, I'll give a mention to Victor Radley. I noticed he seemed to run the ball more than yeah. usual. Um, I think the run meters, Silky. He did, did he? So there you go. Yeah, like, 213. It was good to, was it good to wow. see him, you know, taking the line on. And that just puts the defense in two minds. Is he going to run? Is he going to offload? I think, you know, he'd be probably the first to admit he's probably maybe overplayed his hand a bit with the distributing of the ball, playing that 5-8 kind of style. But it was good to see him running. And I've got to say, we were down two front rowers. Obviously, JWH and uh, Lindsay unable to play. Then we lose Siwa in, in the early minutes. Matt Lodge in his first game for the Roosters. I think he went all right. Like you can see, he's a, he's a big man, plenty of go forward. I don't know what his meters were, but I thought, uh, for, you know, not much of a preparation. He, he did pretty well. Yes, I agree with you. And it'll be great to actually ask Radley when we've got him on the promising juniors that are, that are coming through for that forward pack, you know, because we do have those injuries. And, um, you know, we've, we do, as you mentioned, Paddy, the depth of the club is, you know, in Robbo we trust. So it'll be interesting to see who he thinks is going to be um, tackling first grade on with both hands. But um, I just want to go back. Satili's a massive loss for us. Yeah. Um, I, I, he just performs every week. But I do agree. Nat Butcher's going to come into the side and he is Mr. Consistent. So he's um, he's a big big player for us and a really hard worker there. Different style than Satili. Um, Natty's more of a hard worker and and robust, but hitting those holes, I tell you, Natty's going to have to um, learn how to hit a hole well, that's for sure, <laughs> after Satili. He's just amazing at that. But honestly, you know, hard out to both those boys. I mean, we have been here before, boys. It's actually the third consecutive year. So two 2020, Radley and Verrills, ACLs in the same game. 21, Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins, ACLs in the same game. And then now this year, Billy Smith and Satili, ACLs in the same game. So Robbo's definitely experienced in this area. And um, I know we are going to pull through 
Definitely. Yeah, for most teams, I think it's unfamiliar areas, but I think for us, it's starting to become familiar. I mean, three <laughs> years in a row, we've just been injury riddled, but like you said, it's going to be a great chance for the young guys to come through. Obviously, Connor Watson, one of the more experienced players, I thought played really well and yeah. is really starting to find his feet. And young Terrell May, Silky, I know you're a big fan of him. I think he'll start to see a bit more game time now. Well, he's been named in the 17 this week, which I think is a good thing. And he's a dynamic hard runner in the same vein as uh, Satili Tupanua. So I think that that's a straight swap basically there. So I think he'll get a, a bit of game time. But also, as I mentioned, Egan Butcher can play that role too. So... As you said, Bell, it's a huge loss, uh, Satili, but we have some young boys coming through that they'll put that jumper on and uh, they'll do us proud. Now, lastly, guys, before we go to a break, I just want to acknowledge, too, the performance of the team. Look, we did lose four in a row, but I thought our performances have continually improved. We've played the top four sides pretty much over those past four weeks. Uh, and I believe, just in when I'm listening to the players being interviewed by the media, just the belief and, and just in the language that they're using that it feels like we're at the beginning of something. You know, we've got new, Newcastle this week and I feel like we may be able to put a few wins together and find our way back in the eight. So plenty to look forward to for Roosters fans. Couldn't agree more, Silky. Well, you're on Roosters Radio and when we come back, the man of the moment, Victor Radley. <laughs> well, Roosters fans, welcome back to Roosters Radio and our guest, well, he's been making headlines all across the news this week. He had an absolute cracking game against the Dragons last week, but he's here to talk all things and more rugby league, the one and only Victor Radley. All rise, please, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> here he is. The newest addition to England Rugby League. Victor, welcome, mate. Good to have you back on Roosters Radio. You are only on a couple of weeks ago, mate, but we thought, you know, with everything that's being said in the press, we'd have a chat to you one-on-one. No, it's good to be back, mate. So let's cut to the chase. The elephant in the room, you've pledged your allegiance to England. I've, I've seen it firsthand uh, when we are over for the World Club Challenge uh, at St. Helens and the support that your family gave you over there. I remember there was a training game. Uh, sorry, there was a training session where you had a heap of family members, but the match itself at uh, Totally Wicked Stadium, there's probably 30, 40, maybe even 50 Radley family members and fans and supporters with signs. So I've got a better understanding of where that allegiance comes from. But, mate, in your own words, your decision, what was the thinking behind it? Yeah, it was a big decision, mate. It, it took me um, a couple of months, to be honest, to make my final decision. I had to, um, had to go with my gut in the end. I think um, you've seen it. I'm, my old man's English and um, that part of... Um, my family, um, I've, I've always enjoyed. I always um, left school in year 10 and, and worked as a carpenter. I was always all with English folks. And um, there, was something, there was something inside of me that, that just oh, I just wanted to do it, man. And I, I can't tell you the exact reason because obviously I do love this country and I love New South Wales and, and all that. But there was just a gut, gut feeling and a feeling in my chest, which I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go past, mate. That my head was telling me, Telling me other things, you got to think about this, think about that. But um, at the end of the day, it come down to come down to my, my gut and that feeling I had in my chest. And I guess I got here, I got here today, not from thinking. Let me tell you that much. But um, whether 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 it's right or wrong, it's it's my um, it's my gut telling me to do that. So I, I went with it, and I, I made. I'm, I'm so happy with my decision, and I can't wait for the end of the year. Mate, Nigel, your old man, what did he say and the rest of your family when you, you gave him the news? Yeah, he was um, he was pretty stoked. He was supportive of it, obviously. He, I think um, he's not very emotional, but he'll be stoked. I'm not sure if he'll go over yet. No doubt he will, but 
Um, he'll be over there with his with his 40, 50 mates and 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 I uh, see his brother and sister and cousins and that over there. But um, mate, he was he was stoked. My mum was mum was a bit sheepish at first. She she I was saying um, she thinks. They were all drunks because of my dad, all the English. <laughs> bit of family competition there too, you know, Australia. I, I, have, yeah. I remember firsthand seeing when a few of them came over to watch in Adelaide. They'd been on the drink all night from memory. Yeah. yeah that, that was at the World Club Challenge as well. I remember we had our team meeting before getting on the bus and we come down to the hotel foyer and it was Nigel and about four of his mates all pissed as pissed screaming <laughs> their heads off at us, so. <laughs> um, I, I just, I just love, love the Englishman. Eh? I, I don't know. I, I just really do. So I can't wait to go over to England. Play. And, and coming to the decision, like, did, did you seek advice from Robbo? Was there anyone you bounced the idea off, or was it all kind of internal? No, nah, no, nah, I seek advice of a few people. Robbo was big. I had a few chats with him about it. I spoke to Jason Riles and Kingy. They gave me their piece of advice. Obviously, both playing for New South Wales, so. I spoke to a lot of people, mate, got some more different views and point of views and um, ended up, took me about two months really to make the decision. I think Robbo was big with that. He said, mate, you got to sit on this. You make sure that uh, you make sure it's the right decision because there's no going back. This is, this is marriage. So um, I sat on it for a few months and ended up picking England. Victor, you mentioned you sat on it for a few months, but has it been brewing for a while? Like, you know, you've made yeah, this yeah. Decision- but it's yeah, been it a couple of years. Yeah, it always has. I always um, my, my plan when I left school was finish my carpentry license and then go over to England because I remember my dad's um, best mates over there. His sons actually came to Australia. They did their one or two year working visa and they worked, and that that was just the the ideal situation for me. So I wanted to leave school in year ten, finish my carpentry, and then get over to England and. And work as a carpenter and and get on the piss and have fun and travel and do all that. But um, I think I've always just loved Englishmen and even when I was younger, I, I knew I liked them. And um, it's definitely stuck with me since I first started playing first grade. I always thought oh, I'd love to play for England, but in the back of my mind, I, I wouldn't have got picked for him anyway. So, but um, now it's just I had to make the call and I did. So I'm stoked. Can I ask, was there any influence on your decision? Um, you know, not making that seventeen man run on side this year. Um, I don't. No, nah, I don't think so. I think um, obviously, if I had played Origin, I, I I couldn't tell you if if that could have changed my decision if I'd played, you know, before this. But I I hadn't. So this is the decision I went with. But no, nah, n- not um, no, nah, I don't think so. No, just because um, it wasn't like yeah, they they had a good side, mate. I, I don't I don't believe I. Sh- Probably should have been in that side anyway. If, if I did, it might have been different. But they had Isaiah Yo, Cameron Murray, those folks there who deserve to be there. So, nah, I don't think so, no. Mm-hmm. Rads, there's been plenty of talk around Origin and allowing Tier 1 teams to then in turn play for your state as well. Did that weigh up in the decision that that rule might change in the next couple of years? No, nah, I haven't thought about that at all. I, I was pretty clear that if I had picked to play for England, I'm playing for England and I miss out on playing Origin. So, that's the rule. And if that changed, well, well, happy days, but I um I can't see it changing to tell you the truth. So I knew that if I was if I was playing for England, I'm playing for England. That's going to be me. So I didn't think about it. Hey, Raj, are you shocked by all the commentary that's been over the past week about this decision? Well, I, I deleted my Instagram and Facebook and stuff a few months ago, so I kind of have been out of the loop a bit with it. I, I've got a few phone calls, and I and I knew that um you know people wanted to ask why and and whatnot, but I 
I think um, did it come out on Sunday or Saturday? I, I spoke yeah, to it was I, Sunday. I, I, yeah, I did a bit interview on Triple M just just to so then um, you know everyone knew what it was, and then that's the last I've kind of heard of it. Obviously, you guys messaged and, and wanted me on, and always never say no to the rest Australia. Yeah, so. Thanks, mate. <laughs> that was uh, love you. I, man. I, I, other than that, I haven't. I actually haven't read much about it. I understand there would be information about it, but to be honest, I don't think anyone's going to care in a week. So it'll be the end of it. <laughs> Well, we appreciate it, Rads, because it's good just to let your Roosters fans know as well, you know, that yeah, they definitely. want to know more about you and it's awesome that you've come on and, and your honesty in it. So thanks for that, mate. Um, changing gears to the Roosters, uh, you know, the red, white and blue, great game on the weekend. You topped the run metres, mate, 213 run metres. That was That's awesome. That's the first. <laughs> you know, in your game, was there a conscious decision? Decision to come out and run more and, and so much ball playing, or was it just eyes up footy for you on the weekend? Nah, I don't think so. No, nah, I think it was pretty similar. Um, I I got lucky. Joey Manu beat five blokes and then <laughs> and then asked me the ball and I got to run probably fifty of those meters. So I, sometimes um, run meters can look good on the stat, but I don't I don't think um, I was at my best. I think I'm still going to get better. So I think stats can make you look good or bad either way, but. Um, often it's it's not quite rele- relevant to exactly how I wanted to play and how I want my game to be. But anyway, I, I beat Teddy. Got that Teddy. <laughs> yeah, you got him. <laughs> now, Raj, just what I've seemed to have picked up over the past couple of weeks. Look, you know, we lost four on the trot, granted, but our performances week in, week out, they were consistently improving. And what I've seemed to have got just listening to the playing group is there's a belief there. There's some positive energy around the playing group. Uh, do you feel that as as the players? Yeah, definitely. After that Penrith game, kind of sitting in the sheds, we lost. Everyone was really disappointed. We were kind of in that game. Teddy spoke, mate, him, him as a leader, the way he spoke after that game and that way after Robbo spoke, Teddy addressed us all. And uh, I get goosebumps right now because the belief that he spoke with and and the look on his face and and how he spoke and what he said it just was just like, yeah, that's us, let's go. And um, I think since that point where – Put our blinkers on and we're on for the back end of the season. So um, there's a lot of belief and, it, and I think it stems from Teddy to tell you the truth. So what have we as fans got to look forward to over the next seven weeks? Well, we're taking it one week at a time, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking towards seven wins and, and a good run into those finals. So um, we got Newcastle on, on Friday, so that's us. That's what we're doing. And then and then we'll take it one week at a time. But, mate, we, we, we're, we're laser on. You know, we're going to win. And that's what we're going to do. You spoke about leadership there. We had a few leaders out in Lindsay Collins, Hargraves. Takiaho came off early with his cheekbone. Gave the chance for Matt Lodge, the new recruit, to, to do yeah. some big minutes. What was it like playing next to him? Yeah, he's a big he's a big brick, mate. That's, that's what you play <laughs> in the front rower. Like 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 Jared, you need you need a front rower who's got a bit of bit of craziness in him. Yeah, you, know, you got to want you want to get your head smashed in, and, and he, <laughs> he he's, he's happy for that. He's happy to do the tough stuff. He's happy to run those kickoff carries as hard as he can and get bashed. So they're the, they're, the, they're the front rollers you want in your team. So it's good to see him, you know, get 35 minutes. And I dare say he'll get more minutes this week, depending on some players. Obviously, Satili's done his ACL. So, yeah, there's going to be it's going to be big things to come for big lodgies, a big meathead, and it's good to have him. Just on the forward pack there, Rads, um, who do you think has the potential out of the young boys that are coming through? You know, we've got those injuries and um, who's going to stand out in first grade for you of our young juniors coming through? Oh, I think everyone already knows that Egan Butcher is going to 
make a big difference at the back end of this year, especially because obviously Satili just got injured. Um, he was going to make a big difference anyway, but he's going to be, um, you know, front and centre, I think, at the back end of this year. And then Terrell May as well, He's I think he's playing this week. So he's um, he's a brick, so he's hard to handle. So um, get a few more games under his belt and then we need these young kids to, you know, they'll, they'll stand up at the back end of the year and it'll give us a good fight and chance. But um, I reckon Eggsy is going to be one of our best players coming into the back end of the year. He's playing outstanding. Uh, Luke Keary named in the side this week. Obviously, you you two are good mates. What does he bring to the squad? Uh, some more confidence, which is always good. You can never have enough confidence and and direction as well. I think his um his kicking game is actually really really good. So I um, dare say he'll be kicking us into corners. And um you know whether it's Sammy Walker or Joey Manu, they can just run rampant. Keary can really control that our team really, and then let them boys just run rampant. But Confidence and and yeah, that just that experience. And what about JWH coming back? Yeah, good to have him back. He's been training hard. I'm telling you, every single day he's been in the gym. He works harder than anyone on his body. So, um, you know, he's going to be ready to go. I'll tell you that much. His biceps looking huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, listen, we'll let you go. Really want to thank you for for joining us and kind of clearing the air with this decision, mate. I wish you all the best. I know uh, the Queen, it's a diamond jubilee this year. No doubt she sent Sean Wayne across to get you anyway. And I dare say she's got a message for you uh, later on in the podcast. But, Victor, mate, good luck on Friday. Good luck with the rest of the year. And good luck at the end of the season with the Poms. Thanks, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Thanks, mate. mate. Greetings. It is I, Queen Elizabeth II. And it is a very special time, a time of great happiness and good cheer, and we owe a great debt of gratitude to Victor Radley in this, a World Cup year. On behalf of all England, we say thank you. God save the Queen. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Bell, Silky, what a great chat with Rads, eh? What an awesome young man he is. He's 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 just one of a kind, that boy. He's matured a lot, which is fantastic, but um, great to have a chat with him. I just love how honest he is. I mean, to, to simplify it, he's just a no-bullshit kind of guy, and that's what I really like about Victor, and, uh, you know, it's great to have him on the show. Now, guys, Friday night, 7.55 kickoff. The Roosters taking on the Knights up there at McDonald Jones Stadium. How do you see it? Yes, it's going to be a cracking game up there. They they have an awesome crowd that uh, follow their Knights team. So um, it's great to go up there and, you know, we'll get the win up on Friday night. But it's good to see Hargraves back. I'm excited about this. Um, you know, he's had some time off with that hamstring injury. So apparently he could have played on the weekend, but um, the extra week rest has done him all the good. So he's going to come back firing on Friday night and really pumped to see Kiri run out again, boys. Um you know, he, he's back and he's fighting fit now, so he's going to have a cracking game on Friday night. I can I can feel it in my bones. I've got to say, Bells, the forwards match up is mouth-watering. You know, we've got JWH back, Matty Lodge uh, starting this week, Crichton, Nat Butcher and Victor Radley up against, you know, some former internationals, David Clemmer, Safidi, Tyson Frizzell. It's going to be a real ding-dong battle of the forwards. Look, the Knights seem to be playing without much confidence at the moment, and, uh, you know, we hope that that continues. Our boys hopefully, uh, you know, 
on their way to doing bigger and better things. So all that as it may, I think we can put a score on them. I think um, particularly through the middle, uh, and I'm seeing us winning by 13 plus. Give us a score, Silky. Yeah, right. Okay, my score prediction is Roosters 32, Knights 6. Massive bells. What do you got for us? Big one. I like it. I like it. I'm picking a big one as well. I'm going to go Roosters 28, Knights 10. What about you, Paddy? I'm going big. I'm going massive. I'm going Roosters 40, Knights 12. And what's your thinking behind that? I think they've just come out with lots of confidence. I think they've, they've put on 54 points last week. I think there's going to be thrilling with confidence during the week. I think Suwali's just flying. That try he scored last week against the Dragons is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he's up against Edric Lee, I think. So Edric Lee's got a bit of hide himself, so that'll be interesting. But I think, like you said, the forwards will just go for us. And then Kiri back, uh, Sammy Walker's playing some good footy. I reckon we've got 40 in us. So it looks like we're all in agreement. Roosters by plenty on Friday night. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our guest, the one and only Victor Radley. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. Peace to win. Peace know how to play the game, they play it hard.